Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Dementia is often described as the long goodbye, and it's really the umbrella term used for several diseases that affect memory, thinking, um, even just the ability to perform daily activities. There's about 64,000 people currently living with dementia in Ireland, and they reckon that'll jump to about 150,000 within the next 10 years. This is according to the HSE. But Ireland AM presenter Martin King knows all too well why it's referred to as the long goodbye. And Martin is with us today on the show. Martin, you lost your your mum, Christina, back in 2019 to dementia. Tell us a little bit about your mum, Martin. Mum was a very independent person uh, who, she was the fixer, you know. uh, But I say she's the fixer, uh, like most uh, most women of her generation. Like most mothers of, of that generation, they were the super glue that kind of bound everything together. Um, and when and when that started to slip, and I'm sure she noticed it herself. Um, yeah, it was sad to see so somebody that was so uh, independent become so then become so dependent on on others around her. How did the the condition affect her in other ways, Martin? As well, was it just const the constant I, memory or? Yeah, yeah. Like she she would she would tell you things, and then she'd. A little while later, she'd tell you the same thing again. And and uh, initially, um, of course, we, we all dealt dealt with it in different ways. And I was very naive about it all. So when she would call me by a different name, or or if she said something and 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 she was and she was incorrect about it, I tried to correct her because I was trying to correct the condition, thinking that if I say something to her. That might make her think, oh, 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 right. So that's what happened. Or I, I did tell you that. Oh, right. That it might actually help her. But I, if, if anything, um, it was it had the opposite effect. It was kind of like me reminding her, like there's something not right. Mm. So there's no right and or I, wrong I, I, way, Mister. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I suppose that's true. But I've spoken to other people who have had uh, relatives who have who have been diagnosed with either Alzheimer's or dementia and they've said that they have done similar things to say no no ma'am that's that's Martin and that's Paul and that's Bert. and you know they're they're kind of correcting things when people call the wrong name or listen I'm I'm not you know whoever I'm your son or and you're not fixing it. you're you're just mm. you're, you're actually you're the best of times just better better off going with it how was the diagnosis process, Martin, for your mum at the time back in, you know, back, it, it, it was about eight years, wasn't it, that she, she battled with yeah, it? Yeah, well, yeah, my sister, my sister reckons that uh, we all went off to America, we all went to uh, Florida for a holiday, and my, sis, my sister reckons that um, she was showing signs of it then. It's just, my mum was, was very placid, and she actually lost her temper a couple of times uh, while there, and not and not for any, like, it, there wasn't a major reason for us. It was just something very simple and she lost her temper, and which was very out of character for, for her. And uh, my sister reckons that, that the signs were starting to show then, but of course, we didn't know <sighs> that that could be the case. Even though we had, we had seen my, uh, we had seen my mother's, uh, my father's mother uh, develop uh, dementia. And, um, and that was back in the 70s. And uh, in the late seventies, uh, so, so we 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 it, it had been around us, but we didn't 
We didn't really know about yeah. it. We were only kids at that stage. But she knew the signs of it. And I think that she might have been trying to hide us, you know. From you and from your, your siblings from, as well. From, yeah, yeah, from everybody, you know, from, from a lot of people. Because when, when it was diagnosed, um, and I, I'd actually thought that uh, my mom wasn't made aware of it, but she actually was. Uh, she was told about it, and she said, "No, those doctors could not. No, that that's not that. I I I, I don't know anything like that. The doctors not. There's something wrong there. The doctors have got that wrong. Um, so she was she was in denial, and she had been advised to take medication, but one of her sisters advised her not to take the medication, and she didn't, and that actually that would have slowed down the progression of it, okay. which, was, uh, which was quite sad. We only discovered that much, much later. In later time. It, it, the yeah, thing yeah. about it is, I suppose, Martin, like it, it, can have a, it, has, it has a huge knock-on effect on the entire family because, as you said you know, a little earlier, like the person you know and that you knew and that you love so much, there's just such a change, you know, and there can often be such a change in their, in their personality and, and, and that's very hard for people to deal with. Oh, it's massively hard for people to deal with and it has a rippling effect because, you know, it's, as, as of course, as her children, we have grown up and we've, we've got families of our own and sometimes it's a little difficult for, for the grandchildren. Now, ask Annie, I'm a grandparent myself and you look with different eyes on your grandchildren. So, you know, you know, what your children might have got a, a fractured skull for, your, your, your grandchildren will get a bag of sweets for. You know, you'll make more yeah. excuses for for your grandchildren, but she loved being around her grandchildren. She absolutely did. But as uh, when we got to the final stages of it, it was a little more difficult for uh, some of the kids um, to, to deal with it. They were still very loving and very caring and very attentive, and they were always happy to sit with her. But they they knew this. That's uh, that's uh, that had been a massive change, in it. Yeah. and it is that. It, it is, is. because of you remember. It is. And, and and the reason why they say, well, they say it's the long goodbye, but you kind of say goodbye to that relative twice, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, just explain uh, that goodbye. to people, Martin, that that don't know what you mean well, by that. Um, you say you get to a point throughout the, the the illness where you say goodbye to the person you knew. Yeah, and and they they become somebody else. Uh, to to a degree, and so you say goodbye to the person you knew, and then when when the, that person passes away, you say goodbye again. I remember when my own grandmother actually um, was was battling with it in in her later life, and 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 it it's funny, like you know, I remember seeing her nearly become somewhat childlike when I was much much younger, you know, and and trying to process that and talking to my parents about those sort of kind of silly things that yeah. you do as kids, yeah. you know, and, and why she was kind of doing that in her much later life. Yeah. And it's 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 hard that for young children to you know, to to kind of comprehend that. It is absolutely and but there's a lovely a lovely, lovely expression. I think that sums it up really well. It says that in your life, when, particularly when it's something that, that affects your, your, your mind, in your lifetime, you will be an adult once and a child twice. Yeah, so true. And, and, I, and I think there's a beauty in that, in that expression. And particularly when you're dealing with something like, like dementia. Yeah. Um, did, did you find, Martin, in your experience and for your siblings, 
were there enough supports in terms of, you know, for, for your mum um, and for everybody, I suppose, to try and get a handle of what was happening and, and to deal with it? Well, look, you, 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 you've, got to, you, you, you've got to fight for those supports. And we did have uh, somebody that came to the house in the morning and somebody that would come to the house in the evening. And that was seven days a week. So we're very fortunate. But in, in every situation like this, there will always be one particular family member that takes on the majority of the care. And in our case, it was my sister, Claire. And she, she was absolutely amazing. She, you know, she really, really was amazing. Because my dad had suffered a series of strokes. And he, though his mind was fine, his body was his body wasn't working for him. And she was trying to be a carer to him as well. So, so we would come along and um, and and try to give and, and and give help and almost give my sister respite. Mm. And my sister would take my mother up to her house and overnight, and that gave that gave uh, Claire a break. Or we somebody would go to the house and just sit with them so that she might be able to go out on a Sunday night with our friends you know for a couple of drinks and just yeah, to, to relax for a little while Yeah because it is um, it's, full, it's a full time it, it's, it's, it's full time work really isn't it or not oh, work oh, but oh, it, it is full time it is and, very and full she, on yeah and, and she did have to stop working um, and but in all cases it gets to a point where you know you, you can't do anymore and then you like you you need to sometimes go to to um, residential care to turn to them because mm. I know that Claire, God love her, she was she was very close to to uh, to breaking down, and because it is, it, it does no, no matter what supports might be given, um, it will always fall onto one person in the family in particular uh, to uh, to be the carer, and uh, I think that these people get forgotten about an awful lot. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, it will reach but because you don't know when you're going to sleep. You know, like my mom would try to get out of the house at two or three, at two or three in the morning because she thought it was, you know, the middle of the morning and she could yeah, go out. She needs to go to the shops or, oh, we, we don't have the data. I need to go up and get something in the shops. And, uh, yeah. It can so, take its toll. Did you? It can take its toll. Did you find, Martin, I know I watched um, when you made the documentary with, with Virgin Media, we, we need to talk about dementia. Did you find chatting to other people who've gone through it and are going through it, did you find that helped you and the family? Oh, massive. Oh, absolutely. Uh, massively. To know that, you, you know, there are others going through similar things. Like, I can't say the same things because with, with each case, it would be different in some ways. But there were a lot of a lot of commonality, and it was it was lovely to be able to talk to people. One of the lovely things to discover uh, with some of the people that we we met making that documentary is that there's still so much life after diagnosis. Um, and uh, I met Marguerite in Tipperary, and you know she, she was she she was working, but she was forgetting things. And as she said, I got my diagnosis, and suddenly. I realised I'm not stupid. I'm not. This is why I'm forgetting things. Yeah, but had she an was still. Uh, she had an understanding of why she was forgetting things, but she was still working and she was still con- contributing. And she felt that she had sel- a lot of self worth because she got her diagnosis. I met a, a wonderful couple in in Fermanagh, and Sean and, and, and Sean, you know, goes out with his wife driving but he's driving because he can he can yeah. he can drive 
So I think what we tend to do is write people off as soon as we hear the word Alzheimer's or dementia, mm. when there's still an awful lot that they, yeah. that they no, can a good do, point. and there's an awful lot that they can contribute to society. So please stop writing people off. Yeah, no, absolutely, Martin. I know you're taking part in the um, in the Alzheimer's Memory Walk um, as part of the yeah. Alzheimer's the World Alzheimer's Month. That's taking place 24th of September, isn't it? The Sunday. That's right. It's on a Sunday. Uh, it's always it's always uh, that that weekend in September, and you don't have to go to a central point. Although I know there's various walks being arranged, you can just get out with your own family and do it. Yeah. But there is a list you know, as well on the website if people want to take part in one of the official uh, events, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, there's lots of that. But even just to get together with your own family and, and take a stroll somewhere, but just, you yeah. know, sign up and make your donation yeah. to the Alzheimer's Society. Because as you pointed out, that frightening statistic, we are an ageing nation. Yeah. And we're living longer, which is fantastic. But there are unfortunately more cases of, of Alzheimer's and, and dementia being diagnosed. So get it September 24th, lend your support and uh, yeah, raise as much Absolutely. as you can. Uh, Listen, Martin, it's a pleasure as always. And I appreciate you, you coming on and chatting to us today. Um, and in, in particularly in, in, in remembering your, your late mum, Christina, as well. Thanks a million for joining us. Martin King, of course, Ireland AM broadcaster on Virgin Media. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.